Hello, and welcome again to the Let's Do a Crime podcast. I'm Ryan, he, him. And I'm Mouse, they, them. I have been in emergency services, including law enforcement, for over 10 years, but not as a police officer. And I am an artist. I work predominantly in wet media, such as ink and watercolor. And if I sound a little off today, it's because I took a nap that lasted way too long. That's a mood. That's <laughs> yeah, got definitely a mood. Up. Yeah. Okay, so today's episode's a little bit different because I literally found out about this like three days ago, and I'm going to be re- releasing this ahead of all the air episodes we recorded. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about social media crime investigation. This is specifically the Ken Wax incident, which Wax is spelled W-K-S, W-A-K-S. Okay. So I've I've talked to you about this a little bit, a little bit, which is normally I don't talk about episodes at all before we record them, but like this time I've I've brought up what this is a little bit. Yeah, but I um little little peek behind the screen. Uh, I did not look into it at all. I don't look into any of our any of our episode topics because we want me to be like an audience surrogate, which means that I don't know the same amount you don't know. Yeah, which normally uh, I preserve that, but I was real mad about this, so I need need someone to talk to about it like right away. Yeah, but I un- I understand why you were so mad about it. But there there is some serious trigger warnings for this one. Um, this does involve recent deaths, which. We're not going to go into those in too much detail, but that's this is the the investigation this is revolving around. Mm-hmm. Um, a suicide, which is not directly related to this incident, but is related to another one I'm going to be talking about, and manipulative or deceptive reporting. Mm-hmm. So, so, so as always, if you are in a situation where you don't think you'd be able to handle listening to topics like this, if you have suicidal thoughts or ideations. You absolutely don't have to listen to this one. In fact, I would encourage you to not. And if you are feeling particularly down, I would also recommend calling your local suicide hotline. And I would say this would be a particularly hard one for people who have been like uh, wrongfully accused of stuff on social media, who've been doxxed mm-hmm. before, uh, or uh, have had loved ones who had, had crime happen to them and it's come into the media. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of drama about Ken Wax, a TikToker, which all great things come from TikTok. <laughs> I famously hate TikTok. But, uh, I famously don't use TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate people on TikTok. I, I hate that the platform is designed in such a way to make stuff like this um, desirable. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a TikToker who claimed to be investigating a serial killer in Chicago. So, oh, a serial killer. Yeah, he claimed that's what he claimed. Um, okay. I don't use TikTok myself, obviously. So forgive mm-hmm. me if some of this is inaccurate because this is mostly what I picked up from articles. And I did watch a few of the TikToks involved to uh, get a better read on this. But like, I don't use TikTok, so I don't really know how like their stories and stuff like that, like their accounts work. So I really just kind of skimmed it. Yeah, I uh, I did use TikTok for a little bit. Um, but the way that things are set up on the app, when someone tells a story, it's so non-linear and cut up that I just had a hard time following what people were talking about. Um, so even though sometimes short form content is good and entertaining, for the most part, it's just not for me. 
Yeah, short format content really does not lend itself well to stuff like this. I had the same problem. I just couldn't piece mm -hmm. together the timeline until I found other other articles where people wrote about this. Yeah, well, especially if you're trying to cover a large topic or issue or concept, you really can't summarize it in a minute or less. Yeah. And I'm, I want to say, I'm, just, I'm skipping over the specific incidents because what I really mm -hmm. want to talk about is the quote-unquote investigations as a right. social media trend more than anything. Right. Um, the basic rundown on this incident is that in recent months, four men have been found drowned in the Chicago area. Uh, I'm not going to go oh. into any more detail than that because these are very recent deaths. They're still under investigation. There are still yeah. families that don't have, don't have any answers yet. Yeah, and my heart really goes out to them, those poor families. But, uh, so I just want to quickly mention that um, if you find the names of the families, don't contact them. Leave them alone to grieve. Yeah, like I said, this is ongoing. So like, hmm. like it's one thing to talk about things that are long past, especially when everyone involved like has long since passed away. But like, yeah. this is this is very recent. This is like the last year and a half. Yeah. So. A couple months ago, Ken Wax posted a TikTok video warning men not to take rides from strangers, uh, stating that two suspicious vehicles had tried to give him a ride uh, recently. That generally good advice. Uh, that is kind of concerning that like random people are offering rides, and he is correct in that you shouldn't accept rides from random strangers at night. But then he takes it a step further and makes a connection between his experiences, an opinion piece on barstool sports, which, like, I read oh, the article. God. I read Bar the article School. on Barstool Sports, and it's full of, like, memes and stuff and, like, reaction gifts. So it's, like, I yep. wouldn't call that, like, good reporting. Probably the most disrespectful way to cover such a serious issue. Yeah. And so he's linked this in that article to the recent deaths and disappearances of the other men and comes to the conclusion that there's definitely a serial killer the police and media refuse to acknowledge. Uh, he then... Oh, no. Yeah. I then... know exactly where this is going. <laughs> He then proceeds to make a series of TikTok videos about his crowdsourced investigation, which, from what I can tell, is mostly just him soliciting information from his audience and compiling a spreadsheet of every event someone's reported to him, and then oh, plotting good. them on a map. Yep. So, like, another TikToker said that someone tried to pick him up, which, like, again, concerning, um, but there's lots of things that, that could be besides murder. One is, like, illegal cabs. Someone could just be legitimately trying to give you a ride. Like, mm -hmm. still don't get in the car with them, but, like, jumping the serial killer is a bit of a stretch. Right. And, of course, he's he's not vetting any of this information, so it's just people tell him this, he puts it on the map. So, very quickly, he gets amasses this map with a whole shitload of incidents in one area, which uh, he he was kind of like this, oh, look, look, this is all one area. And if you, if you look at the area it's in, it's the Chicago Loop, which is their downtown area. Like oh, aka the most dangerous part of any city. Well, also, the mo the one most full of bars, most full of people walking down the street. Like mm -hmm. you know, it it's it this is where the most people are. So of course you can have most incidents there. Yeah. So could there be a serial killer? It's it's certainly possible. Uh, I'm not going to discount that. There's been lots of situations where like a bunch of incidents were not linked together, and then it turned out to be related later. Mm -hmm. But there's not way not enough information to definitively come to conclu that conclusion. Chicago is a huge city on the edge of a Great Lake. So, like, disappearances and drownings are going to happen there. 
Like, yeah. not to downplay what has happened to these men, but, like, that that's not something that, like, I would consider to be super outlandish. Um, yeah. Again. Sometimes an is, accident does happen. It is possible that these are related, but it's also entirely possible these are all unrelated. Uh, so the plot thickens because Wax claims that a private investigator approached him for help in, in their investigation, stating that they were investigating the quote-unquote smiley face killer, uh, which I looked up, looked up what this is. It's oh my god, I know exactly what this is. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a theory about several dr- drownings ranging back over 20 years across several states where people were found drowned and that smiley face graffiti was found in the area. You know, one of the most common forms of graffiti next to the to the Stussy S. Yeah, one thing I noted about this quote-unquote investigation is that the smiley faces were all found to have different styles and different paint, which is like, okay, so that just sounds like normal graffiti. Yeah. Like, if they're all identical, then maybe you have something there, but, like, it, it's just, if if anything that would you could consider a smiley face counts, then that's pretty broad. I don't think I've ever seen a graffiti while it didn't have a smiley face on it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, it's it's plausible. It's possible that that's that's this is a thing, but that's a pretty wide range of locations and time. Plus, like I said, smiley face graffiti isn't really much of a clue. So, plausible, but like barely. And so, weirdly enough, though, it looks like this private investigator part of the story is actually true, kind of. Uh, <laughs> This is true. Asterisk, kind of. Yeah. So the truth is, uh, Jordan Scherer, owner of a company called RA Private Investigations, confirmed that he reached out to Wax to see if any of his information would be useful. So basically, he's asking Wax for information. But he stated he wasn't actively working with Wax, just soliciting information. Okay. And uh, I, I want a tangent here. I looked up this company just to see like how legit they were. They are a legit company. They do private investigation work. Uh, a few people working are like ex NYPD, which doesn't tell you much. But um, I, I see I found one Yelp review that said that like mm-hmm. this guy was just like knocking on people's doors, asking for information, and driving around the neighborhood in a, a car with no muffler on it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm like I'm like yep yep private investigation, real subtle there. Yeah, that is definitely not suspicious behavior at all. But this is this is also like. Yeah, I kind of side-eye this private investigation thing a little bit because they're working on the smiley face killer, which mm-hmm. private investigators, like, contrary to what TVs and movies would have you believe, almost never work on actual criminal cases or murder cases. Uh, private investigators, like, will investigate insurance claims, missing people, like, uh, divorce proceedings, like, trying to prove someone's cheating, like, mm-hmm. corporate espionage, like, those kinds of things are what PIs work on. It's mostly kind of boring. A murder case, like, one, they don't usually have the access to to stuff to properly investigate a murder case. It's usually held by police for good reason, to keep people from messing it up. Right. Uh, and two, you're a private investigator. You're not working for the government. Someone has to be paying you. Who's paying you to work on this murder? So Yeah, that's a really good question. So in rare cases, sometimes families will hire a PI to help them work on a cold case. Like, if a family member died and, like, the police... Are not making any progress sometimes mm-hmm. you will get families that hire a private investigator for that but it's kind of rare and it's even more rare for something as broad spread as like a vague conspiracy like serial killer theory so like i'm i'm kind of skeptical of, of how effective this pi group is 
but um, because of of his TikToks and because of these occurrences, uh, Wax drummed up a lot of followers and fervor regarding this. Hmm. Uh, eventually, he started directly accusing the police and the media of ignoring a serial killer. Oh my god, of course. Yeah, he did go to the media a few times, and they and I guess different media Ellis told him that like it was an interesting story, but there wasn't enough to work with. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, we're we're see we don't see this too much these days, but like proper media reporting is to confirm that your sources are at least credible before you start reporting on it, and to not just start dumping random claims on the public. I'll, I know a lot of media these days doesn't stick to that, but like good reporting does require vetting your sources, and most of his sources are not vetted, including himself. Right. It all came to a head, though, when he claimed that he had cracked the case. Uh, okay. And then around the same time, he began featuring sponsored content for Foresight. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is which is an app made by a company he was the chief marketing officer for. So I watched a video where he did this, and he he was he said he cracked a case, and then he didn't say like say anything more than that um, mm-hmm. about the case. But then he started advertising Foresight. And start encouraging people to join his team and join his like foresight thing, uh, to like start sharing information and stuff like that. So it was like blatantly a push to get people to download the app. Yep. And and uh, yeah, and he was the chief marketing officer for it. Apparently, one of the co-founders too. Uh, foresight initially celebrated the spike in attention to their app got, but this obviously resulted in a lot of backlash, uh, and the company began distancing some themselves from him. <laughs> yeah, they claim they did not know what he was up to on his social media account, but they oh also, bullshit. They also specifically credited their sudden success to his social media popularity, and didn't object yeah. until after the backlash started. Like yeah, like I'm sorry if you if you hire a guy or have one as your co-founders a social media like personality, and you're having them do your marketing, you're paying attention to what they're doing. I guarantee you are. Like no one is just handing him the reins and being like go. Right, so right. I, like I think they fully knew about this and just decided that it was in in their best interest to distance themselves from it. Yeah, that sounds more accurate to me. Yeah, so he did step down from the company. Um, there are people who state they think that this whole thing was a manic episode from Wax because, like, if you look at the videos, he's acting kind of like that, like the crazy conspiracy theorist kind of guy. But uh, okay. Right after the backlash, he he just stopped the videos, made made one of those like sorry not sorry apology videos, and mm-hmm. is handling the situation about as well as you'd expect a social media manager to to handle it. So like, you know, downplay, stop talking about it, move on. So uh, I don't want to armchair diagnose him or clear him of a diagnosis, but mm-hmm. like it looks to me like it's too calculated to be like a manic episode. Yeah, I also don't want to make claims about him that I do not have the proper education to to do that. Well, regardless of, of whether it this this is a mental health thing or not, mm-hmm. the point is he's the way he's handling it shows that there there is a level of control here. And given that it was it came to a head about about an app, um it it seems pretty pretty clear that at least for the most part this was a marketing stunt. So I just want to talk about a little bit about how public talking about investigation can ruin an investigation. 
Mm-hmm. So let's assume that he actually had good information, uh, which is a stretch because, like, again, he wasn't vetting his sources. He was just collecting random crap. But you can you can ruin a real investigation because if he had real information and was putting it on TikTok, like, there's a very good chance your subject is going to come across that. Yeah. And if you're, like, a big part of investigation is is like on the investigator side and like i've been involved in several investigations i'm not usually the lead investigator because that's not the kind of work i do um i made a joke in one of the previous episodes about how like or not a joke but like i made a statement that i don't really get involved in murder investigations it's not really like my thing and it's not really my jurisdiction um and that has cursed me because i have been involved in several since then Uh, (laughs) not as a lead investigator i'm mostly just there providing information or preserving evidence or something so i'm very very like tertiary to the to the case but i just think it's a little funny how i said that and then all of a sudden now i have experience in this field it was an accidental manifestation but with with, uh when you're investigating something when you're choosing to release information to the public or not it's very calculated decision because if you release information uh like if you release all your information one you tip off your your sub uh, subjects who can change their change their behavior can start destroying evidence can start doing something to cover themselves up more mm-hmm. um two when you're when you're investigating people a lot of times one of the one of the tools you use to sort out who actually should be like you should be looking at more and who who is is innocent is what they know so yeah if, someone who knows something that they should not know pretty suspicious yeah, something. Yeah, something. Someone knows something that you haven't publicized and shouldn't be public knowledge, and only the investigators and the person and anyone involved would know about it. Like you look at that person harder because it's like, how do they know that? Mm-hmm. Um, versus someone like sometimes you'll have people who will confess to a crime for clout, and if all their information is wrong, then like you don't not look at them because like it could be a double fake out. But you you you, you put a little bit more like t- take everything they say with a grain of salt. Right. Like this is this is common with with bomb threats. Like when when something happens, you'll have people who will claim responsibility, but because they're like looking for like attention or clout or like to make their like little homegrown terrorist group more notable, but the mm-hmm. details they have are wrong, so you know it wasn't actually them. Like you know, stuff like that is important um, to make sure that you you're on the right track. And also, if you're publishing information out to the public and you're wrong, then you can bring a lot of negative attention to innocent people. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next case. Another case I want to talk about was was a Reddit investigation of the Boston Marathon bombing. So you probably remember this about ten years ago. There was a, a bombing of the of the Boston Marathon. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I'm going to gloss over this one real quick because I'm just using this to underline how these investigations are not a game. They're not they're not entertainment. Yeah. Uh, after the Boston Marathon attacks, uh, attacks, a ton of pictures and video were online. The FBI posted photos of the suspects asking the public for tips uh, and the hive mind of Reddit got to work solving mm-hmm. the case. So after pouring over the footage, uh, the group collectively came to the conclusion that the primary suspect was a 22-year-old student who went missing shortly before the incident. Uh, rather than just reporting their findings to authorities, they plastered his name and face all over social media, uh, leading to his family being harassed. Uh, and of course, they were dead wrong. Mm-hmm. 
The FBI announced that they identified the real suspects the next day. The missing student Reddit named was found several days later. He was missing as he had taken his own life and was in no way involved in this marathon or bombing at all. My god. I didn't know about that part. Yeah. I have to wonder if, if he had decided to live, because like obviously he was in a dark place if he took his own life. Mm-hmm. If he had decided to live and didn't didn't uh, to take his own life in the previous days, and he was still alive on the day that he was made famous for a crime he didn't commit, what would that have done to him? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't imagine it could have been any anything good. Yeah, and like Reddit has done this before, where they accuse someone they're, they're of of something and they get harassment, and mm-hmm. like in in all the victims report that like yeah, it's hell to be named and shame for something that like you're not even involved with especially since like a lot of times friends and family won't realize it's it's not you it, there's i couldn't find the incident but there was someone else who had the same name as as a suspect in in an attack mm-hmm. um and people found him on facebook and started harassing him even though like it wasn't him he just happened to have the same name which happens remember that sometimes yeah i mean people have the same name sometimes names are really common and so these investigations aren't games this isn't a movie these are real people whose lives are going to be affected by this. Mm-hmm. If you think you have information that may help solve a crime, report it to the authorities. Uh, if you don't want to go directly to the police, because there's reasons not to do that. Uh, there's right. organizations like around here we have Crime Stoppers, which allows you to submit anonymous tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think you aren't being listened to, there are other ways that than going to the internet. Uh, you can go to other authorities. So, for example, if someone reported something to me and I blew them off, they could go to the local police or they could go to the RCMP or they could go to uh, whoever and potentially start that investigation from another venue. Right. You can go to public officials. Elected officials can put pressure on. Go to your, uh, like, look up who in your city is on the police commission. Usually they have some sway. Uh, Or hell, if, if all else fails, you can go to a mainstream media source who will vet your information. I would I would put the media option dead last because the mainstream media is kind of unreliable sometimes, but oh they're vultures. But I would put that way before dumping information on Reddit or TikTok. Yeah, just because like, again, if you if you're wrong, if you if you if you misstep, you can ruin someone's life. You can ruin an investigation. Uh, this could result in an innocent person dying, as as I'm sure the other situation would have. You, the when you're dealing with ongoing things, like it's one thing to speculate who is Jack the Ripper because I'm fine with stuff like that. Everyone involves yeah. long dead. Like there's no there's no modern day victims or people who could really be harmed by this. But for stuff that's just happened, there are reasons why investigations move slowly. And I know it's frustrating, but there's stuff going on in the background that has to be kept under wraps to protect both the innocent and the investigation. And plus, if if you make a media spectacle of something, this is something that they, they've had a hard time with, with um, um, the, the George Floyd case, the, the officer mm-hmm. who, who murdered him. Yeah. It was really, really hard to find a court venue to conduct the case because it was such a media sensation that it was hard to make sure he got an unbiased trial because that's important too. You have to have an unbiased trial. If everyone in your jury selection pool already knows about the case from TikTok, you're not going to have an unbiased trial. So it makes it really hard to even run the trial. So there's stuff like that that people just don't think about when doing these internet investigations. So 
yeah, that this is a short episode, but I wanted mm-hmm. to get this off my chest because it's very relevant to right now. And I've been seeing more of these like internet investigation things, and it's it's a trend that like worries me greatly. Well, yeah, especially since it's as as well intentioned as I imagine quite a few of these people are. I'm not saying all of them are, but I imagine quite a few genuinely do they're helping. It's causing way more harm than it is good. Yeah, and I mean, like people putting this on TikTok, like you don't put stuff like this on TikTok just because you want to help out. You put things like this on TikTok so people watch you do it. Yeah, there's that. The motivations aren't great. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention back in in the whole serial killer thing, if and police do this wrong all the time, I I will will say that, but Mm -hmm. if you start an investigation with a conclusion already decided, you're going to fuck everything up. Because we are pattern-finding creatures. We can make anything fit the puzzle. So you have to let the evidence lead you. If you've decided that there's a serial killer and all these things are linked and there isn't, you're going to ignore any evidence that these things aren't related and you're going to link it somehow. This is why we don't start with those conclusions. Isn't it preconceived bias or something like that? Yep. If, If you've decided the end result, then you are subconsciously going to put more weight on evidence that supports your theory than evidence that would that would downplay it so right. so if all of these these incidents are unrelated uh he's not looking for evidence of that he's only looking for evidence that they're linked they're related and it's pretty clear by him selecting information from the public and putting it on a map of of these incidents because even if most of the incidents reported to him are like real most of them will not be related and if he's doing no vetting to make sure that they're related or uh, doing no like stat tracking to see like where the where these things differ, he's just gonna have garbage information, Gar- garbage in, garbage out. And so if his if he's already decided on a conclusion, he's very likely to miss key important details that would disprove his theory. Right. Anyway, that's that's it for this one. This is this is a, a breaking news episode rather than like a fully <laughs> researched one. Uh, don't go and report on ongoing incidents on tiktok and if you think that you have viable information please talk to the authority you don't even have to talk to them directly but please let them know and if you do want to be an internet reporter vet your sources you can't just trust everything that everybody tells you because people will go onto the internet and make up lies absolutely okay (laughs) bye Oh, you don't want me to do the email? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and do the email. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any crimes that are not related to murder that you would like us to look into in a non-investigative way, but to comment on it and to delve a little deeper into it, we have an email address that you can send your suggestions to, which is the is let's do a crime at gmail.com. That's L E T S D O A D R I M E at gmail.com. Okay, now bye for real. <laughs> bye for real, Z's.